All right, everybody, welcome to Red Zone DFS. This is week 16. Week 16. 16. We just got uh, myself and Vinny on the uh, on the horn tonight. Uh, our, our third wheel, Joey, is uh, still down enjoying his honeymoon uh, in Cartagena, Colombia. Uh, apparently, the Wi-Fi is not so good in <laughs> Cartagena. Yeah. Um, he was able to join us for, for last week from Colombia. He's in a really nice hotel. Guess he's staying in a grass hut this week. So no, no Joe, but uh, we'll soldier on on this uh, Christmas COVID uh, slate that we have here, Vinny. Yeah, third leg of the tripod. I'm not sure if you watched last week, but uh, the lights were going in and out, and uh, he made it work. But uh, yeah, yep. we, since we got a picture a few hours ago from the, uh, the most remote beach I've ever seen, I don't think he's making it tonight. So yeah, he's not going to make it. So hopefully we can lock a few lineups in for him, and we'll root for the best for that guy. But yeah, I feel good about this week. Ready to rock and roll. Well, yeah, we'll see the pain. Be- who plays, but yeah, so I, these guys are in. Obviously, you know, a lot of these plays, you know, just, just to give everyone a disclaimer, um, the guys on the COVID list right now that were put on the COVID list early enough that are vaccinated, um, that are have been reported as being asymptomatic, I'm going to assume that those guys are going to play. Um, and then, like, I mean, obviously, if you pivot off of them, great. There's going to be a lot of a lot of potential value again, kind of like last week, you know, I know the 26th is the day after Christmas. You just going to have to be kind of on it to see who's going to be in, who's going to be out, but, you know, kind of take everything with what we're saying tonight with a grain of salt and um, the guys who, you know, we're not going to spend too much time on it. Um, but like I said, Vinny, I'm just going to assume that some of these guys, if they're vaccinated, um, we've seen it plenty of times. You get two negative tests and you're in. So, yeah. And I think the way to do it, honestly, is you just have to roll with, like you said, the information we have today. Uh, you kind of assume for the best, but prepare for the worst, right? Like yep. these guys that are on the list, um, construct your lineup in a way where you can pivot, especially late game guys. Or, um, you know, if you're going to play a guy that's on, currently on the list, let's say Tyreek, have a clear pivot from that. You know, yeah. um, you don't want to be. Sunday morning scrambling right after Christmas and Tyreek's out and all of a sudden, you know, you have to drop down to Pringle and you have $5,000 to spend. Right. So just kind of have your clear pivots, have your clear, uh, you know, backup plan ready to rock and roll for, you know, a plan basically. So that's how I'm going to roll at it, but let's do our best. All right. Well, let's jump into our favorite stacks of the week. Um, we'll start obviously with our quarterbacks and our stacks. Vinny, I'll let you lead off. Uh, who do you like up top for your favorite stacks? All right. I'm going to go back to the bum who got shut out this last week. And that's <laughs> Mr. Tommy B. Uh, you know, lightning strikes uh, every once in a while. And yep. uh, I feel like it's Haley's comment when he gets shut out, right? What was the last time he. It, like last time he got shut out, like no defensive player was even like they were still in diapers or something like that on the team. So just doesn't happen. And if we know anything in his career, anytime he faces, you know, adversity or a bad week, Brady comes back out storming. Um, yep. I really like that playoff. Lenny is going to be sidelined just because that just tightens the player pool a little bit more. Obviously, yep. Godwin being out is not great. Uh, Evans probably being out is not great, but I think that leaves a very clear path for obviously Gronk. I'm going to be playing Antonio. Um, I think he is, he hasn't played obviously what in 10 weeks. So we don't know what we're going to get out of him, but he's a gamer. We know he's going to be ready to play. Uh, Arians has been very clear. He's got one screw up and he's gone. Um, this just feels like, you know, when the world's like against Antonio and Tom, like he's going to come out and score three touchdowns. There's something like that. So. I'm going to go right back to the one there. Yeah, definitely like that one. Um, I I am going to go back to Josh Allen against New England. Oh. Um, look, that game a few weeks ago is precisely why I'm going to go back to Josh Allen versus New England. That game is like a one in a million game. We're yeah. not going to see that again. I mean, Mac Jones attempted three passes and they won the game. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? I mean, look, the wind was blowing. It, yeah. There was 
it was just a weird game. And like, look, the Patriots pulled it off. I think if the I think if the Bills had to do it over again, they would have kind of opened up the offense and started throwing the ball a bit more, even though it was in the windier conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like where the Bills offense is at right now. Um, it's clicking. Um, I, I, I think that it's explosive. And I think this is one of those games where you can get really different because of that last week. And it's not going to be a popular game. It's not, there's, there's not a lot of games with high over unders this week. No, there's right? not. So like most of the games are in like, people are going, well, it's a low total. And it's like, all right, well, it's 44. And you know, most of the other games are 45, 45, 49, 44, you know, 44 and a half. Like, it, it, I mean, it's right there in the mid pack with kind of all the games this week. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I like that option quite a bit. Um, if we're going kind of up in the, uh, up in the upper tier there. Um, obviously I think that Herbert against Houston, um, is, I mean, that's, I think that's probably going to be the chalk this week. If I had to, um, if I had to have, I had to guess since Herbert's priced down a little bit, um, Eckler, again, the first guy that we're probably going to mention on the COVID-19 list. Um, he was officially put on the list yesterday, I believe. Um, he is vaccinated. He can play with a couple of back-to-back negative tests, but we'll see what happens here. But it, even, even if he doesn't, um, there's some nice secondary options with Justin Jackson and a few of the other uh, guys on uh, on the Chargers, so... Yeah. Uh, anybody else up top that you that you like really like? Not really in the sevens. I mean, I don't love Kansas City. I know Pittsburgh's defense has been kind of a sieve, and, and they're just inconsistent. I, I know they played pretty well uh, last week. They got Joe Hayden back. When whenever TJ Watts on the field, they're a different defense. Yeah. And there is a chance he's missing Tyreek and Kelsey. Uh, yeah. So I don't love that. Um, I think that's where I'm going is Brady and Herbert above 7K. So yep. um, if we're dropping down, I will be going to, to Stafford. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously, Cooper Cup is just going – he's on pace to shatter a, a lot of regular season records. It's it's obviously, with, this, with the 17th game, he's going to have a real shot to do it. But even if this was 16 games, I mean, he's on a historic pace right now and just completely unstoppable. Um Minnesota, I think, has one of the worst, if not one of, you know, the worst passing defense in the league. Yep. So I love it. Uh, I think you've got, like you said, some very clear secondary options if you want to even double stack that with either Van or um, Odell. Um, we'll see if Higby's back. But um, I know Stafford had a little bit of a down game, um, what, on Monday night or was it Tuesday night? Tuesday. Um but I mean, he's been pretty consistent. Three touchdowns. He's riding right around 300 yards every game. Like he's just been really consistent in that offense. And I don't think Minnesota is going to put up too much of a fight defensively. So um, I like both sides of that game. You know, obviously clear bring backs on the other side. So Stafford's probably next up for me in my player pool. Yeah, I like Stafford. Um, <clears throat> somebody I like a little bit more uh, is Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I got um, him next. He, I mean. He, I think that Jalen Hurts is a lot better quarterback than a lot of people give him credit for. Um, I watched the game and he just misses some wide open throws, and it's it's a little bit confusing. But like the ones that he's on, he's really on, and then he has that rushing upside, right? Where yeah, know, we, saw, we saw it again on Tuesday night. Uh, this is a little bit of a quick turnaround since they played on Tuesday. I think they're going to keep the, the game plan fairly straightforward. The Giants mm-hmm. are pretty damn terrible. Um, I I like taking a stab in GPPs with stacking um, Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard together. Um, if you're just going to stack one person right now, I think it's just got to be Goddard. Yeah. Um, there's really no no rhyme or reason, you know, Teams are obviously trying to focus to take Smith away. I think that Philadelphia can do a little bit better job of trying to design some more creative plays rather than just go routes to get Smith the ball Um, because he's fast. But I I think that, I mean, you, you go back, I watched, I just, I kind of wanted to see what was going on. You know, I'm not working this week. I'm off for the holiday. 
I wanted to see how he was best utilized at Alabama. And it's tough to draw a comparison between the NFL and college, right? But yeah. they ran him on a lot of deep over the middle routes. A lot right? of crossing routes. Yep. In that like 15 to like 35 yard range down the field. And he did so much of his damage after the catch in college. Now, again, it's a different animal. Guys are faster in the NFL. But I, I think that those are some of the routes that Jalen kind of likes to throw. He doesn't have great arm strength, which is why Goddard has really emerged as kind of the guy yeah. that we want to play. Um, and I don't think that he's going to be that highly owned for whatever reason. I could be wrong there. We'll have to take a look. But I think out of everybody this week, I think that he has the highest floor and the closest that we can get to that like 35 to 40 point upside. And yeah. it's only $6,400. His stacking options are cheap. I, I just love it. Um, so that's where I'm going to be going there. Yeah, I love it too. I mean, we talk about it, right? We want quarterbacks ideally that have some of that rushing upside. Yep. That's him. Uh you know, I, the Devontae Smith thing is weird. I think they'll eventually find a, a way to use him. Um, but I think this is also a really interesting spot, a guy that I've been off all year, and Philly has just completely changed their offense, uh, is I like what we always talk about, which is the quarterback running back tight end stack. I think that's really unique yeah. here with Miles Sanders. Um, I could see him getting some mega chalk this week. Um, he's been really good uh, the last two games. But um, I think if you pair him with Hertz and Goddard, not a lot of people are going to go that route versus yep. a really bad Giants team. So yep. Philly's still very much in the playoff hunt. Um, must win for them. They're chasing Dallas and in that wild card spot as well. But yep. um, I think this is a really good spot for Philly. Yep. Love it. So uh, going down low, you got anybody, let's say, you know, 61 and below. Yeah, I'm keeping it tight this week, dude. Five quarterbacks, I know. Um, I think it's the Joey curse being gone. So um, the only guy that I'm going to play below 6K this week is is uh, Burrow. Um, yeah. He screwed a lot of people last week. Well, maybe not a lot. He wasn't super high owned, but I knew Denver was a tough matchup. I just didn't really love that spot there. Um, I know you were on him a little bit, um, but he's got big upside. Mixon and the running game has not been great uh, for Cincy recently. And I think... Baltimore's a team, uh, we talked about it last week, that you could exploit big time in the secondary. They, they're yep. missing a ton of guys. They've been getting beat even when they had their starters in. So yep. it's definitely there for them. Um, like we talk about, this is a must-win game. They're at home. Um, I like the spot for Burrow. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll play Burrow. I'll play one Burrow lineup every week just simply because of the fact he has the ability to go off. Didn't work last week. I wasn't super heavy in on Burrow last week. I was more of the cheaper guys, but like, I just don't get the price. Yeah. Like I get that he had a lower scoring game last week, but again, like we're going back to Baltimore who, who just gave up, you know, 35, whatever points to Aaron. I know it's Aaron Rodgers, but like, you know, Burrow has, you know, equal weapons to Aaron Rodgers, and he has, you know, equal throwing skills, you know, on certain levels than Aaron Rodgers does, you know, the Bengals don't have a very good offensive line, yeah. But you know, against against this team, I, I don't think that you know Baltimore's defense just isn't that good. I mean, they've given up the second most passing yards in the league. Exactly. Like, it's just like it, they are who they are at this point. Um, that's that's who they are. Like they're just yeah. not good defensively, especially in the secondary. And I do think Baltimore's front seven is 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 fine. So I just I don't love the spot for Mixon. He hasn't been producing like. For me, there's one path here for Cincy. And, I mean, Hundley looked good, man. So, hopefully, if he plays, like, he can push the envelope and keep this game flow going. Yeah. Uh, and, obviously, you know, he's got two very clear options uh, in the passing game. And then, you know, your amazing call last week of Tyler Boyd. He's definitely playable, I think, again this week. So Yeah, that helped me. I played him in a couple just one-offs. Um, that was a know, sweet just, one. Just kind of a quiet guy. Um. I'm got, I've got interest. I'm really bummed that Brandon Cooks is is on the COVID nineteen list, and I hope that he can get healthy. If he can, I'm gonna play uh, <laughs> the new neck again. Hey, you say what you want, but the Davis Mills Brandon Cooks stack paid off yeah. big time last week. It's just it so cheap. Not, it's so cheap, and it got. I mean, Brandon Cooks, you know, by himself. I played yeah. in, in other lineups without you know the new neck, and. Uh, 
and he did fine. But the guy that I have a lot of interest in this week is Justin Fields, and I hope he's nice and healthy, and I hope he can play. Um, but they're playing the Seahawks. The Seahawks are absolutely terrible. Yeah, they're, they're dead. They're playing in Seattle, which if we go back and look at, you know, the the total collection of everything over the last like year and a half, they play so much better on the road than they do at home. And I don't know why. So weird. Um, it's so weird. Like everyone's going to see, oh man, they played the Rams tough. Like, yeah, we can't play Justin Fields in Seattle. Like bullshit. $5,200 with a guy that has, you know, nice, you know, 30 point upside on, on his high ceiling. I think he's got a pretty safe floor. I think his floor is somewhere between like 17 to 20 points this week. Yeah. And he's got really cheap stacking options, right? Mm-hmm. You could stack Mooney with him at 5,400. Um, I don't think A-Rob again is going to play, but that's fine. Um, if you want to stack one of the – try and figure out one of the tight ends. Um, I personally would like just stacking David Montgomery um, and doing that running back stack. Well, and one guy that I've been playing for him is Demir Bird, who's 3,300, yeah. and he's seen five, six, seven targets a game. Like he two weeks in a row, double digits at 3,300, like – so yeah. I think if I think if Jeremy Grant, um, who they've been like actively trying to get the ball, he's hurt. If he doesn't play, then I think Bird is a pretty nice um, option to go to with them. Because like you said, at thirty three hundred, I so mean, cheap. holy shit! I mean, you could stack Fields, Montgomery, and then Bird, and I mean, you could basically get anybody else you wanted to on the lineup, and you've got a really solid stack. Um, it looks like Lockett, even though he's on the COVID nineteen list. He will be able to play. Yeah. Um, he's he's already had. There's a report that came out uh, about this afternoon. Said Pete Carroll relayed Wednesday that Lockett is closing in on being activated from the reserve COVID nineteen list. So that's good um, because he is absolutely the preferred option. DK just looks like he doesn't give a fuck and doesn't want to be there anymore. Yeah, um, this, this game is tough to predict. Like I. I see it. I totally do because I had fields as someone I was looking deeper into for sure. Dude, I just uh, – both coaches are probably getting fired. Like, they're just two disasters right now. So, that could mean very big game, right? Like, that could mean huge upside when you get two train wrecks, right? But at the same time, like, this could very much be a 10-9 to 9 game, like, in it the could fourth be. quarter. And, like, and just look, both teams just don't want to be there. I don't know. But, you know – if you just wanted to play Justin Fields and like Mooney, mm-hmm. that's a pretty safe, pretty cheap stack where like you can yeah. get other guys. And even if they get, you know, Mooney gets 12 and Fields gets, you know, 22. Yeah. They don't have to carry you. Yeah. It's not going to kill you. And Fields has the the rushing upside where he's going to get you, you know, 20 to 30 yards a game. Um, yep. You know, maybe he needs to start sliding a little bit more, you know, closer to the ground instead of sitting up while he's sliding. Yeah, he almost um, got his head taken off. Uh, well, about, I just uh, wish overall he would just stop listening to Matt Nagy and go full Willie Beam and then just take that off. It's over yeah. and just run and gun. But, yeah. you know, he's a good kid and not going to do that. So I'm not going below that, man. I, I, no, I really wanted to look into some of these like really ugly games, but. I think the slate is ugly enough and going to provide so much turmoil in terms of guys that are not active and, you know, people just getting weird because they're going to be like reaching, you know, like I don't think you have to get too crazy this week. No, um, like I had some interest in, in Jared Goff, um, but now that he's out on the COVID list, like if he's able to come back, he's a cheap quarterback where I have some interest in because they just seem to always have to throw the ball. Yeah. Um, any Drew Lock love? No, Drew Lock's <laughs> fucking terrible. If I'm gonna play Drew Lock, like I might as well just like take my, I'll just like put my money in an envelope and like mail it to somebody <laughs> random, right? It's probably gonna do that person better than me playing Drew Lock in a lineup. I mean, he's fucking terrible. Yeah, just like, drop it off at the Red Cross in front of Lucky's, and you know, just move. I mean, on. dude, he's he's so indecisive. Like he can't even get like an RPO right. It's like. Yeah, he's bad. So like uh, anybody who thinks that like Drew Locke is like the answer for the future, like I really don't know what you're smoking because De- I think Denver he's will be terrible. Denver will be drafting a quarterback in April, no doubt about it. 
Yeah. But that's all I got in my quarterback pool and stack pool, honestly. Yeah, let's hop down to running backs. And we can start up top. We've got Dalvin Cook priced at 8300 What do you think, Ben? Well, I'm going to give you just a, a snip of one bold take, but I'm not playing a running back over 7K this week. I, I have no interest okay. in – I don't think Eckler is going to play. Um, personally, I he, being thrown on the COVID list Tuesday, Wednesday, that just is a very tight window. Who knows? If he plays, yeah, I have interest in Eckler. But I'm not playing Dalvin. I think the Rams' defense is pretty solid. Um especially in the front seven, you know, I want no piece of, of the, the Aaron Donald, you know, stuffing gaps and just killing people. And I can't trust Najee, man. Um, I like Najee. They need to draft like five offensive linemen uh, in April. The, dude, that offensive line pretty bad. is, dude, every time I turn on the game, he's getting hit in the backfield. He's getting hit like as soon as he gets to the line of scrimmage. Kid's got no shot. Um yeah. I need a little bit of running upside to play him. I know he's a threat in the passing game, but that also relies on Roethlisberger doing the right thing. So I can't do it, man. My, my, I do have, are you playing anybody up top or no? Cause I'm not, uh, I, I am going to play some nausea this week. Um, okay. just because I don't think the chief's defense is very good. Um, mm-hmm. they have a lot of guys out on defense, um, who I don't think are going to come back for this game. Um, their pass rush has been severely, severely hampered. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, you know, he's he's a guy that just because he has that volume upside, I'll take a stab in a couple of lineups, but I don't love it. And it's not yeah. where I'm going to be focusing the bulk of my strategy for this week. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, one the, my highest price guy that I'm going to be playing and I really thought we were off to a rock and start last week when he got a touchdown call back a minute into the game was Cordell Patterson. Um, Atlanta is obviously not a very good team, but he gets to play Detroit this week. Yep. Uh, so at 6,700, um, you know, I, I wish they would continue to stop rotating in Mike Davis, uh, who's not good at all. Um, but I, I have some interest in Cordell um, again this okay. week. If he, if he pops that touchdown in, you know, it's a different game altogether. And, you know, I think he pops 15, you know, 18 points potential. But after that, man, I mean, they, would they have like, they ran like six plays inside the two yard line and didn't score against the Niners. Like yeah. Atlanta sucks, but so does Detroit. So I'll have some Cordell up top for me. Yeah. So on the other side of that game, I'm really hoping that he's going to play. He got in a limited practice Tuesday, um, limited again on Wednesday. Um, it's Deandre Swift. Um, People are going to forget about his volume, but when he was healthy, they just, he didn't come off the field. Now maybe since he's coming back from shoulder injury, but the lions aren't playing for anything. So if this guy's going to come back and play, I'm sure that there's going to be a conversation and he's just like, Hey, just give me all the volume that you can. If I get hurt, whatever, then I re-injure my shoulder. And then, you know, there's only three weeks left here. So, yeah. Um, My my big, my only fear with that is like, to your point, they're not playing for anything. They just signed that guy who looked pretty good. Actually, Craig Reynolds, Jamal Williams is still in the mix. Like, I don't know, man, like they could all get 10 carries and you know, I know Dan Campbell yeah, trying to I, win I, every I, game and, and rip caps off, but I just can't trust that, man. I, I am actually going to trust that Dan Campbell, that when Swift is healthy, he just gets all the volume. And yeah, that's fair. He, he's shown that earlier this year that he's going to play because they had these other guys on the team. They had this Jamar Jefferson guy. You know, they signed the Craig Reynolds dude. They want to win games. Mm-hmm. They're absolutely not in the tanking category, right? They're actively trying to win. And if yeah. Goff is not going to play, they're just going to lean on Swift. So I like that. I'm going to be playing uh, a little bit of Saquon because Philly's defense is just terrible. Um, and it's a nice run back for me on the other side of that. Um, uh, yeah. But my guy that I like a lot here is Javante. Yeah. Um, just, just getting, getting more and more volume, just a more and more reliable running back. And he gets to play the Raiders and the I, Raiders I, have, I, have a good pass rush, but 
Sign me up for Javante this week. I wish somebody would just get in Fangio's ear and tell him to sick Melvin down, you know, or whatever. It could be the change of pace guy, but Javante needs to be getting 70, 80% of the touches. He's just like, so much more dynamic. And, and look, and maybe they're, they're like, look, we're out of it this year. We don't want to burn this kid out, you know, and, you know, maybe Melvin is going to be gone pretty soon. I totally get that, right? But, yeah. You know, he's he's just so explosive that he's a guy that you can play in a timeshare um, because he can pop, you know, one of those runs for 60, 70 yards to the house. And then, I mean, just the time split after that is fine. So. The, the crazy thing is that Denver's not out of it. Like, no, they're, they're not, not, which is, you know, it, again, you're starting Drew Locke, right? My game yeah, plan would be I coming mean, in and just pound absolute Javante at the Raiders' yeah. ass this week. But – We'll see what happens. I love him too. Um, below that, I'll be going back to James Robinson. Again, Jaguars are terrible, but at least this new coach is willing to admit the fact that like he is the best player on that offense right now, uh, and we'll just give him the ball. Um, in another good matchup versus the Jets, so I like him at 5,900. Um, Below that, I mean, we talked about it. Miles Sanders, you know, he's got the Q tag, which I kind of like. You know, we talk about it. Like, hopefully yeah. some people get nervous about that. <laughs> um, but he's seen 24 and 18 carries, like 20 DK points. like, And he's not even scoring touchdowns, right? Like, yeah, dude, he gonna, pops one or two in there. Like, There's going to be a lot of shitter guy lineups this week, too, with people just, like, hanging out. Like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, let me throw a few mm-hmm. lineups in, right, with the family. And a Q tag – People are going to see that, you know, he didn't practice Wednesday. So, you know, we got to keep an eye on that. But I definitely like that. Um, I really, really, we talked about it a little bit in the stack earlier, but I really like Dave Montgomery at 5,700. Yeah, he's a good Um, call this week too. I mean, he. I don't know. I don't get the price. Um, He's shown up in the optimal lineup about 15% of the time. Like that's pretty crazy. Like. His point per dollar is up there with you know a lot of the other guys this week, but I in the, in I the do fives. I, he's getting the volume. I do. It's hilarious. Is like Matt Nagy very clearly is going to be gone here soon. He's still coaching like he's you know got like two game lead on the wild card. Like let, let's just like <laughs> play somewhat conservative. Let's like get the bell cow guy our ball like. He's not coaching like any differently. Like you would think, like, all right, let's take some chances. Let's get a little weird. Maybe I can salvage my job. Like, dude, he's just not good as a coach. But no, whatever. David Montgomery's getting touches. So, yeah, I mean, he's his. You know, last week versus Green Bay was as low at ten, but you know, he's been 14, 17, 21, 10, 18. Yeah. Like that. That kind of that kind of rushing attempt volume, and then last week, you know, he had five catches. He said yeah. five, six, eight, three. I mean, holy smokes. Like, uh, he's a guy that's not known for his receiving prowess, right? But he's yep. getting the volume in the receiving game now just because he's out there all the time. I mean, he's totally. dominating the sla- the snaps from Khalil Herbert. About It's, it's about an 80-20 snap share right now. So, yeah, um, that's no. good with me. Um, I dig it. We talked I mean, about – you talked about James, <clears throat> James Robinson – the yeah. other side of that game, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go back and I'll play Michael Carter again. Yeah, I was um, just going to say, I'm going right back to the well. 5,200, Jacksonville's terrible. Um, everybody, everybody is going to play Ronald Jones this week. Yeah. And I'm talking everybody. Like, he could be, you know, the the 30 to 50% chalk running back this week. And, and, I, and he, for me, is going to be a full fade. If he's over, yes. I'll say 15%, which he's going to be. So I will be full fading, Ronald Jones. Yeah, like I, I, I'll gladly pay 5300 for Devontae Freeman, 5200 for Michael Carter, and, yeah. and just move on. Like if, if Ronald Jones is going to be the one to going to beat me, that's fine, right? But like Matt Rule is coaching for his job, essentially, in Carolina. Um, I think he's on very, very thin ice. And, you know, you saw the pedigree of how to try and beat Brady's. You stop the run and then you get pressure with them. Um, They have the ability to do that because of the defense that they're starting to assemble there. Their offense is not very good, but their defense is not that bad. 
No, so, they're not. And, and their front seven's good. Like yes. they're, 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 their DBs are good. Like they're yeah. not a terrible D. They're not good, I should say. They're solid. Like if anyone expects Ronald Jones, I mean, if he does it, I'll tip my cap. But I think people are expecting he's just going to become Leonard Fournette immediately. And that's just, I don't think the case at all. Yeah, I think that they will change their offense a little bit and they'll they'll throw the ball to some of these other guys in, you know, in some short yardage stuff. Yeah. Um, I think you see a lot of usage. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to wide receivers, but from guys like Scotty Miller this week over the middle and Antonio, right? Yeah. Um, is there anybody got- else down here that you like? If Swift doesn't play, I'll play a little bit of that Craig Reynolds. You know, he popped. He got some of the volume. Dude, he's 4,500, and he's playing Atlanta. Like, I mean, it made Jeff Wilson look like Adrian Peterson last week. So, Atlanta's just – they're the best, worst team I've ever seen. Yeah, they're pretty bad. You know what I mean? Like, they're so bad, but, like, the record's not. It's just very weird. But at 4,500, I'm just going to be living below that, like, Javante and below range. Like I'm just going to be paying down at running. There's too much value and too many guys. I think in my opinion that have the same upside as like a Najee um, this week. So that does it for me at running back. Uh, the only guy that we, you haven't mentioned is I'm going to be taking a few stabs at is Darrell Williams um, at 4,600. I think especially <clears throat> if Tyreek is out, I think you're going to see him use quite a bit in the passing game. Um, That's he's their call. passing game back. Um, so I think that you'll see some of those, <clears throat> some of the formations. Like, I think a lot of people will go to like Nicole Hardman if, <laughs> if uh, Tyreek is out. But yeah. I think that Andy Reid would much rather do some different things to get Darrell Williams the ball. I think they trust him a little bit more. Um, that's just kind of a, I, I don't have a whole lot to back that up other than it's about a 50-50 time split right now with CEH. And if Pittsburgh can keep it close, think that he gets the passing down. Um, so he's a guy I'll, I'll be interested to take a, a little stab at this week. Yeah, and that's an interesting call. Kelsey and uh, Tyreek do miss. I, I won't hesitate to play some CEH as well. Um, they got to throw the ball to somebody, right? Like So it's definitely an interesting like pivot. But yeah. I'm with you. All right. One-off uh, receivers. One-off receivers. I mean, I think we both talked about, you know, liking Justin Jefferson as the run back, as the one-off. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't care about Ramsey. I don't care about any of that shit. Um, just keep He's playing insane, Justin dude. Jefferson. He's I, so good. I, watching him play, like, I know there's receivers that do it, but, like, at the line of scrimmage – he smokes so every quarter off, like oh off the line in his oh, first dude. like two to three steps. It's just ridiculous. Like I haven't seen a receiver like that in a long time. Like oh, man. not Tyreek, right? Like he's like five six. Like dude, the dude is six one, and he's just absolutely his footwork is just ridiculous off the line. Yeah. So I, I think he's pretty unstoppable as long as Kirk doesn't piss himself out in the field, you know, <laughs> which is tough. But I mean. It's possible. It's yeah. possible, right? But, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. My one-off that I'll always play up top is De- Deontay. Um, he just gets the volume. He He's a nice one-off guy for me. Is there anybody above $7,000 that you like as a one-off? Not really, man. I mean, I'm going to be sticking to kind of my core, which is involved in all my stacks, which is Cup, yeah. Jefferson, Keenan, and Chase. Uh, right. And then, you know, we can touch on below. But, um Let's I mean, go my, to that. Let's go yeah. to this like six thousand to sixty nine hundred range. Anybody has a one off in there that you really like? I mean, dude, I'm gonna stick with T. Higgins and Mike Williams. Like, I, I'm gonna be double stacking the guy, the teams that I really like this week quite a bit. So okay. I'm gonna be going a lot of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I'm gonna be going a lot of Chase and Higgins. Um, yeah, I, I mean, that's real, really where I'm gonna sit above six K. I have some one offs, obviously, down below that, but that's where I'm gonna roll. Two of my favorite one-offs are actually in this in this area, um, and it's going to be Renfro and Lockett. We talked about the reason for Lockett a little bit more um, earlier, yeah. but a Ren, Renfro is a guy that just continues to get the volume. He's really the only guy that Derek Carr seems to trust. Um, and I, Yeah, you know, I just really respect Denver's defense. Like, I think they are good. I think Fangio's a good defensive mind, and I think they're just going to say, dude, 
go beat us with someone else. Like, I know Renfro out of the slot is really tough. It's Waller coming back would be a big help to Renfro this week, I think. Yes, he would really, really benefit from that. Um, I, I think that the – I don't know. I, I think that, you know, he was the hot, sexy play after that big KC game where he just kind of went off. Yeah. And then he only scored six points last week in a weird week, right, where they had to play on Tuesday and, like, all this other shit. This is a division game. Um, I think they're going to kind of go back to their horses a little bit. Um, he He's a guy that, you know, in GPPs, I'm more than happy to take a stab at. Okay. So yeah, very going fair. going down. Let's let's go fifty nine to five thousand. Who's your one off guys in that range? One guy that is starting to just jump, and every week he just keeps kicking ass. And watching the Niner game last week, like he really jumped off. But I really like Russell Gage, man. Yeah, he, I think he's a really really good receiver. Fifty nine hundred against again Detroit. Um, I mean, he's seen upwards of 12 targets a game. Like, it's just hard to he, – he's one of the only shows in town there, right? So, Matt Ryan sucks, but he's at least shown that he's going to try to get the ball to Russ. So, 5,900, I will have some Russ Gage. What about you below that? We'll kind of we'll, um, we'll go back and forth here. I mean, I think Mooney, you know, even if you're not going to play fields, I think he's a, he's a pretty good volume steal at 5,400. Um other than that, I mean, this range is is kind of tough. Uh, I do like DJ Moore now that he's priced all the way down. He didn't practice, but Carolina is playing Tampa Bay. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay is a massive, massive pass funnel. Yeah, fifty seven hundred. I mean, I, I mean, he's kind of let people down the last few weeks, and Cam just is absolutely terrible. But I'm hoping that that will be, you know a detractor for some people to not go there. Yeah. Right. I mean, um, 7,500 receiver if he had a, a real quarterback. So yeah, he's, like he's that. one of the guys that, you know, the reports came out today. Matt rule said that, you know, he didn't practice. He's likely going to be a game time decision because of his hamstring. It's going to be a risk because like the people who played Julio last week, right. With a hamstring, yeah. you know, a quarter and a half in, he, he could be out. Yep. So, that's that's one to kind of keep an eye on. Um, and then I I think Amon Ross St. Brown, Definitely. Um, if Goff plays, if Goff doesn't play, I cannot play any of the Detroit wide receivers. But St. Brown, I played him last week. Um, he was another one of my calls. Great game. Really helped us out in a cheap wide, wide receiver. But, yeah, like if Goff isn't playing, I can't. I just can't. Yep. I'm with you there. Um, below that, we talked about Antonio. Uh, he's priced up, but he's still way too cheap for the role he's going to have. I'm not going to be all over Josh Allen, but Gabe Davis uh, is the dude. You've been on him for a few years now. Um, yep. He's just obviously a really good receiver. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders is just not, you know, he's getting old, right? So he's out. Uh the world's celebrating because Cole Beasley, Mr. Anti-Vax, is, is out. Uh, I think Gabe Davis, I think Belichick is going to do what Belichick does, right? And he's going to throw everything he has to stop Diggs. Um, yep. I think Davis is a very clear, great play this weekend. Yep. So uh, uh, Below that, as a one-off, um, I'll definitely be having some Tyler Johnson. Mm-hmm. Um, he, they were actively looking to throw him the ball. I think he's pretty good. Um, and I think he's a guy that, you know, if you're investing in, in like a, a long-term sense, right. For like dynasty or something like that, I think he's a sneaky pickup, right. Because yeah. like next year, obviously Godwin's probably now going to be gone. Um, he was already going to get quite a bit of money. Um, I think Evans will be back. I think Antonio Brown will be gone. I don't know if Gronk plays another year. I think that Tyler Johnson could really emerge as a pretty big stud wide receiver with Brady throwing him the ball for the next few years, right? Yeah, I love the fact that he's going to get the full week of practice and the full reps with Brady. You know, Tom's obviously going to, like, cram session and get him up to speed in the slot there. Um, So, yeah, I think that's a really, really good play this weekend, too. Um, Other than that, I mean, I think a lot of people are going to play Hardman at 3,500, right? Um, Yeah, if his – Ownership starts to creep up there. I have no problem taking shots on the other guys there. 
which is yeah, like Pringle. Pringle or even a Demarcus Robinson. I don't know if I can tr- trust Josh Gordon, but uh, I'll, I'll take shots with those other guys because, again, Mahomes has to get the ball somewhere. Pitt has a good – well, I shouldn't say a good rush defense. When everyone's healthy, they're okay. <laughs> but uh, Mahomes got to throw the ball somewhere. So yeah. um, I'll take – you know, again, if I can get Pringle or Demarcus Robinson at – single digits and Hardman's going to be 25% owned. Like I'll roll the dice with those other guys all day. For sure. Um, and then the only other guy below that, that I'm going to consider, I talked about him a little bit Whoa. is that is Demir bird at 3,300. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. He's probably the only guy that, you know, real cheap that I can, that I can go down to. I mean, Pringle at 3,300 would be interesting. Like we said, mm-hmm. other than that, I mean, I can't, you know, yeah. If if um if Cooks doesn't play, I might play some Philip Dorset <laughs> at the at the dead men. Um yep. just where I can just where I like if if there's gonna be a lineup where I need to like shove him in somewhere, um that's that's a guy that I have some interest in, but I mean not like a terrible amount. Like dead men be real. All right. It's the dead men. So. Uh, I'm declaring this ultimate. It's going to be weird, but Kelsey and Kittle are off the main slate, and this is going to be ultimate tight end week. Well, I, I think this a, is the week, my, dude. My, my hot take of the week is 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 a tight end. So All right. Let's do it. I mean, Andrew's up top is a, a 7K. Like, he's he's been awesome. Um, I like him. I like Gronk. I'll stop at those two and let you kind of go because I have some other. I have three other guys that I really like this week. So I think that this is the you know I called the Kittle Spike Week. Mm-hmm. I think this is the Kyle Pitts Spike Week. Yeah, that's what I got here. Fifty eight hundred. I don't think he's going to be that highly owned. I think he's priced up enough where people would rather go play Dallas Goddard at fifty one. Um, Hunter Henry, who smashed the last time out. Um, he's the only guy who basically scored touchdowns in that game. I think Kyle Pitts against a team like Detroit is just absolutely going to tear them up. <laughs> he had a bad game versus the Niners, but that's to be expected. The, the Niners have Fred Warner. When Fred Warner's in the game, you don't want to play your tight ends because he just takes away the middle of the field. Yeah, they, he's got Uf- they have Ufunga playing that, like, that, you know, that spy X that like roving like linebacker like strong safety position that Ramsey plays a lot now um you know i i think he's just going to absolutely tear it up this week i think Gronk obviously and Mark Andrews are are fine right but if i can go down to 5800 like Kyle Pitts is a guy that i probably am going to have like 75% of this week and just kind of go from there yeah i think that's a really strong play i mean i love Dallas Goddard this week um He's very clearly Jalen Hurts' favorite target, uh, rightfully so. He's a beast. Um, but below that, two guys that I have some interest in, Noah Fant at 4,400. We talked yes. about Drew Locke sucks. Um, Doesn't matter. The, the Raiders suck. But Drew Locke will go to Fant. Like, he, that's one guy that he can complete passes to. Um, so the, I do like that at 4,400. The tried and true DFS rule that really hasn't failed probably for, like, the last, like, 15 years – is you just play tight ends versus the Raiders and you win quite a bit of money. Yeah, the only net negative for us is Jonathan Abrams out for the year, which is actually a, probably a plus for the Raiders yeah. secondary, which I have no idea who's even replacing him, but definitely can't be worse. So a little bit nervous there, but I, I do like Fant. And then um, Cole Komet at 3,300 for me. Yep. Um, saw nine targets this last week. Um, you know, again, I think he's a, he's a very safe safety valve for uh for fields against you know a terrible uh, seahawks secondary so yep that's as low as i'm going okay yeah i mean i i've got uh the irish as- assassin james o'shaughnessy uh oh at 3200 what you i i played him at 3200 last week four catches 60 yards you got 10 points all right I mean, it's that's fine, right? He falls into the end zone. We're looking at 16 to 17 points now. And then now, you know, now we're off to the races, right? Now we're uh, running. He's probably the only person outside of James Robinson on Jacksonville that I give two shits to play this week. <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, look, again, you're, if Kelsey, you're really dumpster diving. If Kelsey misses Noah Gray, you got to play Noah Gray at 2,500. 
I yeah. mean, it's just like an automatic, like eight points from him is like almost four X, right? So like, <laughs> you know, if, yeah. if Kelsey and Hill are out, he's a guy that I would much rather play Noah Gray than like a chalky Hardman at 3,500 yeah. or like a chalky Pringle at 3,300. I'll take him for 2,500. I don't think a lot of people are going to go there. He has legitimate upside to get like 12 to 15 points if he's able to find the end zone. Yep. So that that's the – that's if you guys are panicked out there and you guys are looking for a tight end this week to replace Kelsey and like maybe you're just waiver wires to shit, Noah Gray is going to be the guy uh, in season long if you just want to do a straight replacement. Um, but he's definitely the outstanding value of tight end this week. All right. Let's hit it. Our specialty defense starting from the bottom. Where are you going? I mean, it, it's going to be really hard not to play the Falcons. Um, oh. I mean, it's they're playing Detroit. And if Jared Goff is not going to play, then, like, <laughs> I mean, how do you not play the Falcons defense, right? Yeah, the Falcons, Tim Boyle does not instill a lot of fear into me. No, uh, no. Tim Boyle does not. Um, he's going to turn the ball over. You mean uh, Tim Boyle, who scored 1.08 DraftKings points last start? Yeah, I mean, he's just absolutely on fire, right? Um, unfortunately, I, I mean, I think that you might be able to – I mean, this is like the ultimate GPP play. If you want to play Carolina against Brady and you think that Brady's kind of shot or if you think the the secret's out where you just pressure the shit out of him – I mean, at 2,300, you only need three to three to five points to make that a viable play for you. So, like, you play the Panthers at 2,300, and you play, you know, Noah Gray at 2,500, and I mean, I mean, your your lineup just opens up so much more. Um, yep. But do you have anybody above that? What are, where are you looking, Eddie? This is going to be disgusting, but this is like where I'm going. I have four defenses I really like, and it's the four? Falcons the Lions, the Jags, and the Jets. I'm just playing – those four teams turn the ball over. You're just playing defense roulette, basically. I'm just going to split my line. They're all either 2,600 or 2,700. They're all playing each other. Uh, Lawrence, Wilson, uh, Tim Boyle, and Matt Ryan are like pick six haven. Exactly. You're playing you're playing the you're playing a quadrant yeah. of the board. You're just playing those four and then just and, that's and it. they're playing each other and they're all terrible. None of those offenses scare me. Um I'm just gonna roll the dice and, and I hope one, if not two of those, just absolutely you know, actually, pick six and maybe a freaking pump return or something. Actually, but it's actually cheap. Not, not the worst uh strategy ever. They're all four quarterbacks are terrible. Like there's they a chance are. all four go for pick sixes. I mean, yeah, that's, a, that's true. That's there. So um up top, I mean, I have a little interest in uh, the Broncos right above that at 2,800. It's too cheap versus the Raiders who yeah. – they they're not explosive. They you know, I, I, they don't really turn the ball over either, which, you know, that's what we're kind of looking for. But whatever, the Raiders don't scare me. Um, they don't. You? On the other hand, if Drew Locke plays, like I might consider playing the Raiders defense. It's not a bad call. I mean, Drew Locke uh, sucks. Well, yeah. he is going to play. I mean, Teddy's like, oh. yeah, he's he. I mean, Teddy might be done for the, his career. You know, <laughs> poor guy has been like if, carted off like four times. You know, if if his if his leg dislo if his knee dislocation broken femur didn't take him out, like, yeah. you know, the Raiders at twenty nine hundred. It's it's kind of a weird play. Um, but look, they're playing Drew Locke. Anytime you can get a defense going up against a shitty quarterback like Drew Locke yeah. under $3,000. That's fine. I have some interest in the Bengals too, um, playing Baltimore, especially if, if Lamar is not going to go. Um, unfortunately, I think that's going to be the chalk this week. Um, really? Yeah. Just because they're, they're just so cheap. And if Lamar is not going to play, everyone saw how bad Tyler Huntley was and like how just careless he is with the ball. Yeah, but um, I mean, they still scored like thirty points on on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, against against Green Bay's pretty shitty defense, right? Yeah, I think, the, I think the Bengals have a lot better team than a lot of people are giving them credit for. Um, I think so. I, I, they're I think able to, they're able to generate pressure. I mean, 
I think it's I think it's a fine play. I think it's got a good floor where like I don't think Baltimore's gonna score a ton of points this week. Yeah, um, like they did last week. So, you know, I think you could easily expect probably, you know, seven to nine points from them and and that might be a lot more than you know, some of these other teams are talking about playing. Yeah, and the other two other ones that I had on my list are uh, the Steelers, potentially, who could be sneaky against Kansas City for missing every weapon known to man. Uh, Mahomes, I mean, he's been forcing the ball all year, taking risks. Like, now nah, you're going to give me an offense without the two best players? Like, okay. Um, if I can find a way to get up, the Eagles are the clear-cut play for me. I mean, they're going to be playing either Neck or Jake Fromm. The, the Giants are in shambles. So that's really yeah, it for me. I just don't think – like I would just rather play some of those other teams. I don't think that they have the opportunity yeah, yeah, to score yeah. that many more. And for I think, sure. I think if Jake Fromm plays, that that's actually probably better for the Giants because neck is just – He's he's his his neck is legitimately on the chopping block. I mean, one of my one of my favorite things to do is mid game though, like just search the hashtag of the Giants and just look at New York like on fire about burning to the ground. This fucking burning down. Yeah, Yeah, it makes me really happy. Um, All right, this is our time. No Ayuk on the slates. You got to go somewhere else. Who's your bold or bold prediction of the week? Could be a team. Could be a play. Score, whatever. We alluded to it uh, during the tight ends, and it's going to be Kyle Pitts. He's going to go for 25-plus DraftKings points this week. Uh, I think he's got a good shot to get into the 30s as well. So he's going to be my hot take call of the week. All right. Let's see here. I am going to go to a player that's not very surprising, but I'll go extra bold here, and I think – we see a 405 tutty game out of Tom. I think he just absolutely puts Carolina into the grave uh, this week. Wow. He's missing two of his weapons. I don't think it's going to matter. Dude, he, okay. took so, he took so much shit. He was throwing iPads on the sideline. I think it's I think it's game over for Carolina. I, I would not want to be on that defense this I week. I like it. I'll so, take it. Let's go. That's it. All right. All right, everybody, that'll be it for this week. Good luck. As always, follow us on Twitter at, at JJ McIntosh, at Vinny Levine, or it's Vin L. No, nope, you had it. Vinny oh, Levine 29. You changed it? We're there. No, nope, haven't changed it in five years. All right. No, still at Vin L. 29. <laughs> okay. Well, there we go. Shows how much I know. Uh, so, you know, come follow along with us, guys. Hope everybody has a nice Christmas. Um, we've yep. got a good uh, showdown slate coming tomorrow night uh, with the Niners. I'll have a little article about out, out about that uh, first thing in the morning tomorrow, so you guys can check that out. Uh, other than that, good luck this week, and uh, hopefully everyone uh, hits in the green. Let's do it. Later. Later.